Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of, sorry, I'm not used to doing the intro. Welcome back. Should I be like Justin? Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Pod on You Loons. I'm Justin. Now, in, in all seriousness, this is Sam. <laughs> Pod on You Loons, this is James. I like How that How you doing, intro. James? It was full on. Hey Started guys. Bang. Yeah. We are missing Justin. He'll be back next episode. He had a family thing. It happens. It happens. He so. did write the notes, though. Yes. Yes. This is all blame. anyone can ask for. Yep. So if anything is also wrong, blame us and we can blame him in proxy. We're never wrong. But Sam, the Packers had a win. Congrats. Packers did have a win. I didn't check if the, did the Colts have a win. Uh, they start in four minutes. Oh, <laughs> we better get going then. Not that you typically watch the night games when your team is playing, but no, you probably want to watch, start some of it. I usually watch uh, the other games, though, but not uh, yeah. not this one. But yes, should we get into some news? Let's talk about news, yeah. man. Yeah, let's let's get into it. We don't need to we don't need to chit chat much. We'll just get going. Just like uh, young Gregush will be going potentially out of the door. I, I see what you did there. If, yeah, uh, if uh, if reports are correct, Andy Greeter tweeted this week that uh, young Gregor's ankle injury nagged him for a while, but he's healthy, available off the bench. Austin FC game, Joseph Rosales coming in to see the game out in central midfield. If it continues, uh, have reported that Jan is expected to leave the club at the end of the season. And uh, same day, Sota's 11, Twitter who uh, usually tweets some uh, pretty accurate things, actually, some very accurate things, it was the first Minnesota United player to exit Allianz Field. No one else had left at that time. So It's got to be tough to be in his shoes. We're all fans of Jan. He's been with the team for three years. In football terms, that's no short amount of time. And right, he's been good for us. He, he has been good for us. Obviously, we have some younger guys that, let's face it, are also cheaper guys, which we'll kind of get to in a little bit. But it, it makes sense that we're moving on. I, I'm a little bit surprised that he hasn't gotten any run as this season closes down because, right, we, we're still playing for stuff. We're playing for a playoff spot. And once we're in the playoffs, hopefully, once we're hopefully in the playoffs, We'll be playing for an MLS Cup. I'm a little bit surprised to see that Jan Gregish hasn't been worked in from time to time, especially given some of the injuries that we've had. Granted, he was one of the injuries for a while. True. Yeah. And now he's being uh, basically Joseph Rosales is, uh, is coming on and playing in midfield instead of him. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's probably not going to be shocking and surprising news if uh, he does end up getting uh, traded elsewhere, I think. Well, I, I think it would be shocking if Jan was back with the team. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I hope uh, I hope we get to see him still, obviously. He's a good player. I hope we uh, I hope he at least gets like an Allianz farewell or something if, if this is the case. But, uh, yeah, back end of the season, only a few games to go. Seems like he won't be joining uh, next season. And I hope he goes somewhere fun, right? Like it's been 
so much fun watching just first example coming to my head, Christian Ramirez with Aberdeen. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope he I mean, goes somewhere like Aber- Aberdeen. Send Gregish to Aberdeen. That'd be good. And I mean, That'd be the, cool. guy, the guy's no slouch. Like, he clearly plays international football, but definitely yeah, more the, the bench. Yeah, definitely more on the bench than uh, than getting actual playing time. So I hope he goes somewhere where he also gets to to play more and, and kind of get himself off the bench, I think, would be good for well, him. Well, he might stay in the MLS, right? He yeah. might stay in the MLS and get that revenge game against us. Oh, the young Gregoosh revenge game. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so that's young Gregoosh. As the far as injuries, room. though, yeah, it's it's really just Justin McMaster and his thigh that remain out. Come on, so, Justin. Sort your thigh out, man. We want to have... I mean, it's good that we have a clean slate right at the end of the season, I think. Well, Being able to pick the strongest team is just so much better than uh, what it was. Knock on wood or something, because... Every time we have a clean slate, something happens. Yeah, we win games, right? That's what looks like what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, we we win some games. We we obviously we do much better when when all our key pieces are in place. But this season has been such a roller coaster. We have great stretches where we're all happy, fun in games, picking up points left and right, climbing the standings, and then we have those just drop-offs where we're just hurt and sending players away on international duty and usually both at the same time <laughs> and then yep. just dropping points like crazy so i don't know like i i don't want to be like oh yeah we're exactly where we need to be this time in the season because that can change so quickly right now we're, we're okay yeah so uh yeah it's just justin mcmaster that's uh that's pretty much it and moving into more some more widespread MLS news, the MLS Players Association, the MLSPA, released the 2021 Salary Guide, uh, which basically lists all the players' salaries and their guaranteed compensation. Highest salary earner, Javier Hernandez, Chicorito. Man earns $6 million base salary, which Not is uh, fairly tidy. Couple more people uh, up there in the millions. Quite a lot of people in the millions, actually. And uh, Adrian Hanu is one of those people in the millions. Around two point six million, the sixteenth uh, in the MLS. Which uh, I'm not surprised that he makes that much, given that he came from Liga Un. Yeah. So that's sixteenth in the entire league. I am surprised how much more he makes than Reynoso. Yeah, and actually, if you look at this list, what do you think the highest defender earns, by the way? Considering Chikorito gets $6 million and Adrian Hanu gets $2.6 million, what do you think the highest paid defender is? 500000 No, so there's uh, $1.1 million for Tim okay. Parker from the Houston Dynamo. Okay. Good on you, Tim. You're about, like, 30th or 35th on this list. Yeah, I know a lot of, right, like I, I remember hearing an interview with Eichel Parra talking about what defenders make, and they're just a little undervalued in the MLS, probably and, in soccer in general. Yeah, and uh, Brad Guzan uh, from Atlanta is the top-earning goalkeeper with 805K. Yeah, well, and I think the MLS has kind of learned 
not to put big money behind goalkeepers. Obviously, people like Brad Guzan are going to command a, a high salary, but we saw, right? We saw Minnesota United not want to make Vito Minone a DP, a, a DP salary kind of guy because in the MLS, finding a goalkeeper isn't the hardest thing to do. I'm, I'm not saying it's just easy. I'm not saying any aspect of roster construction is just easy, like easy enough for me to do it. But in the MLS, in America, finding a goalkeeper, not as hard as finding players to play other positions. So spending big money when you can only spend big money on three players and spending big money on a goalkeeper, probably not the best strategy as you are kind of allocating your resources. But we had yeah. we had kind of touched on it. Adrian Hunu, two point six million. Emmanuel Reynoso is our second highest paid player, nine hundred sixty seven thousand dollars. Robin Lud, our third highest payer, play, our third highest paid player, nine hundred fifty two thousand dollars. I guess I'm not that surprised that Hunu makes as much as he does. I am surprised that Reynoso is makes that much less. Yeah. I definitely thought Renoso would be over a million dollars. Man, man needs a race. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Because he, he's our club record transfer fee. If you trust transfer mark, he is our highest. He's our highest valued player by a long shot. And when it comes to salary, him and Hanu are pretty much reversed. Is that Reynoso is valued more, but paid a lot less. <laughs> Yeah, the Euros, uh, the Euros expensive, man. That's uh, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but so we were talking about it earlier. Young Gregush earns seven hundred and fifty thousand, by the way. And at the moment, he's losing playing time to Joseph Rosales, who earns eighty-one k. Well, and I, to me, this has to be a little bit of why we're moving on from him. Is that he does command a heavy salary? He is a designated player. He commands a big salary. If they're thinking that they can get comparable playing or maybe even better playing from younger, cheaper guys, that makes total sense. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense that we haven't used him at all. Oh, sorry. He actually, sorry, his guaranteed comp comp is uh, 884. So he's actually our fourth highest paid loon. Yeah. Which right, is, he's one of our three designated players. So Robin Lud actually makes a little bit more than one of our designated players. Yep. So, yeah, that's just uh, Franco making one hundred forty-two thousand. That's criminally low. That is that. Oh my god, that man needs a raise like so bad. That is so horrendous that that man only earns one hundred forty-two k. Yeah. Don't teachers earn more than that? No. The fact that Chase Gasper <laughs> don't no. teachers make more than that. No, I mean like head teachers. I mean like people who are like district, like principals of districts or like heads of districts or something. Yeah, like a principal would probably a principal would make that. Like a principal in a school district. Like the fact that Chase Gasper only gets paid eighty one k is also something I find criminally low. Well, the amount of work that he puts in that might. Because he just got an extension. I don't know if this. I, I don't know if this it's, would. Uh, it's as of September thirty. So if he got it after he got if he got it in the last month, this will be wrong. Yeah, I know Gasper and Dotson were both recently renewed. So 
I, I guess I, I don't necessarily know where they fall on that, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that's, uh, yeah. I mean, good old Fred Emmings earns 72 K for basically chilling, Max and relaxing. Well, as far I'm, as I'm sure go. he has to work hard in practice. <laughs> yeah. It's no. very interesting learning, uh, learning how much people make, to be honest. Because there are some people that earn a lot of money out here. Yeah, I I think my rule of thumb is I'm a, I'm usually happier if I don't know what people make. Usually happier if I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, fair. But the dream is getting that job that's just kind of easy and pays a lot of money. Like that that's the dream. So I think I got to work towards work towards that dream. Right, yeah, you got to work on that dream. That's the uh, that's the most important part. Oh, the podcast will have to take off because you know there's a lot of money in podcasting. <laughs> you know it, baby. So, speaking of other things MLS, as we slightly segue, Sporting Kansas City, Tim Millia, who is one of the highest paid goalkeepers, by the way, which is not that hard, Makes actually, sense. only managed to receive a yellow for uh, what was an insane body slam on uh, Christian Roldan. 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 Rodan. Who were who actually got retweeted by The Rock. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Because the MLS basically said uh like what is this? And uh The Rock retweeted uh he did the rock bottom on him. <laughs> he hit him with the rock bottom. I what what it do you know the rock bottom? Like, do you know the rock? I really only know the rock from like Jumanji. What? Uh, you watch, no, I, did you watch WWE? Is that was that like your jam? Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day I did. So I was like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like Triple H. That was that was my vibe. Before I realized it was just kind of really fake. <laughs> and then I had completely lost interest. Well, um, I mean that's the point. Like that's the point. It's not supposed to be real. It's supposed to be entertaining. Yeah, I, see Yeah. I, uh, I was never into it, so I don't know what the rock bottom is. Fair enough. Uh, it's basically that exact move. It kind of like grabs him across the chest and then just like slams him into the ground. Okay. Um, and the rock uh, basically... Does he get joined- to claim... Like, does the rock get to claim that? That's That seems like a pretty basic move. Yeah, so uh, he's uh, he's got 100%. So Fox tweeted the clip of him like slamming him into the turf and goes, what is this move called? And The Rock tweeted, this is definitely delivering a devastating rock bottom. Uh, I also assume there was a card delivered in the red color palette, which there was not because (laughs) for some reason only a yellow. And uh, he also tweeted, I assume the player in green got up and fought his ass off unless he got his bell rung. So I don't know if he got uh, knocked out or anything, or but uh, yeah, he uh, yeah, it uh, he definitely just gets absolutely slammed to the turf. I I saw the brief little clip that was going around on Twitter. I didn't go and read into the story or hear any of the commentary or look into it any further than that. But yeah, it that is pretty outrageous and pretty outrageous to not get a card for it. I'm assuming that the no, he got a yellow. Didn't, he got a oh, yellow, but he. He didn't get he a, got a yellow for it. So the official saw it. So it's not like he just got away with one. No, no, no. Like he only got a yellow for apparently right. just for just like literally. So he basically what happens is he 
Rodan is pushing back into him as he like palms the ball away. And then what while he does that, he kind of then just like grabs is so what he's trying to do is get back out of the net and Rodan stops him from doing that by like basically pushing against the post to stop Tim Melia getting out of the goal. So Melia just rock bottoms him into the turf, into the goal, essentially. That's what happens. Because okay. uh yeah. Rodan's being a bit uh of a of a of an ass about it. Uh and Melia takes uh some quite offense. All right. So fair enough. Yeah. Well, that, um, for some reason, that's going in the uh, was this a red or not uh, category? Yeah. Of which that, this definitely that could looks be, like a shit. That could be part of some officiating, um, officiating like scenario trainings. Yeah. I don't know. I if, don't know. Uh, how the they Rock train. retweets and it's been seen two million times just on Fox Twitter. Should this have been a red card? <laughs> yes. Is the answer. Well, we don't really have much to talk about with this, but Ricardo Pepe of the U.S. men's national team and of FC Dallas, looking like he is heading to Europe, has not landed on a team yet, but it seems like Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga might be the leading candidate. He also has interest from Liverpool, Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, and Ajax. His value rumored to be around $15 million dollars. So pretty cool for Ricardo Pepe. It's always good to see, right? We have such a great young group of U.S. men's national team players playing over in Europe, looking really promising as we near two World Cups, uh, the 2022 and the 2026, that is going to be in North America. So U.S. men's national team might actually make a run. Pretty exciting times to be an American soccer fan. On the women's side, as we all know, at our Allianz Field, so if you're watching the Minnesota United broadcast the other night, you saw a familiar face in Carly Lloyd wearing the MNUFC scarf. Uh, she was presented her own number 10 jersey, or sorry, her own number 10 kit or shirt, whatever you want to call it, James. She is playing her yeah. final game for the U.S. Women's National Team at Allianz Field Tuesday, October 26th against South Korea. So that's awesome for her. Now forward Madison looks like they are officially eliminated from the playoffs. They drew against FC Tucson the other night. I think they got a game or two left, but the season, as far as it counts for making the playoffs, that is not going to happen for them. But just as I, and I, and I, I call myself a forward Madison fan, right? Madison is my hometown. I try to go to a game once a year. Fans of this D3 American soccer team are very legit. They're very into it. And seeing how invested people are in this team making the playoffs and in this team making a step forward and seeing how bummed out people are that it didn't happen. Like, I know it's sad that it didn't happen, but how cool is that that people care this much about a D3 soccer team? Yeah, they have one game left, by the way. It's against uh, the Red Wolves, who are second in the table. So, Yeah, and I believe it's at home because I I saw the team issued a statement trying to get fans into the stadium saying that they were going to go all out to win that one for the fans on the last game. But, Good old Bree Stevens. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. When I when I was growing up, that place was kind of forgotten, and it was completely revitalized. That entire area was completely revitalized. Yeah, again, I, I don't mean to be a broken record, but it's cool to see how much people care about a D three soccer team, a D four soccer team that people really care about. Minneapolis City, as we mentioned last week, and as other podcasts have said, Minneapolis City moving to USL League Two. So essentially Division 4 of U.S. soccer. They are going to have a local rival because St. Croix FC, St. Croix FC out of Stillwater is also joining USL League 2. From my understanding, from talking with our friend Jeremy Rushing, which if you want to hear more about this, just check out 10K Pitches because they're going to probably go way more in depth about this than we will. But it sounds like they have been a longtime youth soccer club that are establishing a senior side and they are joining USL League too. So good for them. It'll be cool to have some local action, a local derby in the USL League too. All right, man, let's get into it. Let's talk about, we had two games in the past week. We had a 3-2 win against Philadelphia Union. We also had a 1-1 draw last night on Saturday. We're recording on Sunday. So last night we watched a 1-1 draw at home to LAFC. So Sam, I got a question for you. If I told you you uh, last week that we were going to get four points from this week's games, which would you think would have been the win and which would you think have been the draw? Or would firstly, that's the first question. Second question is, would you have been happy with four points out of those two games? Would you think, how many do you think we would have got? Three, four, zero, two? I I think realistically, I would have to have said that I would be happy with four points. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, just in general, if you're averaging two points a game, you're doing really well. I think given the situation that Minnesota United is in with a tough uh, with a tough playoff battle and of the final three games, two of them are on the road. MLS teams typically do worse on the road than they do at home. Hearing that out of two home games, we only got four points. Not that that is bad, but now knowing that we have to continue to pick up points on the road. I guess situationally, I'm a little bit bummed, but I guess overall I'm happy about it. Uh, It wasn't that long ago that we were doom and gloom about that that just awful loss that we had against Colorado. What is it? Is it been three games since that awful loss? Uh, It has been, uh, yes, because we had we had Austin, which we kind of. uh, we kind of took out our frustrations on Austin. We had a great game against Philadelphia Union. And then we had the draw against LAFC. So, yeah, I, I mean, the season is about a roller. I mean, the season is a roller coaster. We have really bad lows. And then then we have nice streaks of not, not, uh, not losing. So, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm feeling relatively positive. What are you feeling, man? 
Yeah, I mean, I would have taken four points. I would have thought that we would have struggled against Philadelphia, like maybe even got zero points against Philly because they're such a strong team. Like I would have hoped we would have had a draw, but getting a win was just amazing. Uh, I think that was really, that was really something that was just super good. And then to come away with a one-all draw is actually like really disappointing. And we'll talk about it a bit, but I think we really dominated that game and to only get one point kind of, yeah, like we, we might've been happy with one point earlier. Um, but to only get one, I think was, uh, was a bit of a disappointment, but overall four points, I'm happy, you know, and we'll talk about the table at the end, but, uh, it puts us in a good stead. And I think that we need to, uh, to push on and, and really take advantage because our destiny is really in our hands. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see where we can, uh, where we can go from here. Well, on that fourth place, hosting a playoff game spot is now back in reach. Which is yes, nuts. thanks to uh, Portland having some suckage, we are uh, we are back in it, baby. Well, and that's been kind of the theme of the season is that yes, Minnesota United has struggled, but other teams have been struggling too. And I, I think, right? I've mentioned this theory I think once in one of our past episodes. I think we often forget how much parity there is in the MLS. There's a lot of parity in the MLS. A lot of us myself included, are fans of EPL teams. And in the EPL, there is not a lot of parity. And so we think about these games where we're like, oh, you really gotta, you you really need to beat that team. That that needs to be three points. No excuses to not get three points. And the MLS, you really no game is a given. I know, and I know no game is a given in the Premier League, but in the MLS, that is really true. No game is a given. I'm not spouting off rocket science here but I think it's something that we often forget. Yeah, I agree. And if you look at uh, Portland in particular, you know, it's, it's less than a month ago. It's basically a month ago that they beat Real Salt Lake 6-1, which was just a crazy scoring game. And then they lost to the LA Galaxy, they lost to Vancouver, and they lost to Colorado, and suddenly uh, fourth place is uh, back, in, back in business. And in that same time span, we've picked up seven points. So... It's really, uh, it's really topsy-turvy. But yes, let's talk about Philadelphia Union, who are still second in the East. Uh, although Orlando, Orlando is literally playing right now and is currently beating the New England Revolution. But Philadelphia will still be second. So this, so, was, a, this was a roller coaster of a game, and I want to give a shout-out to Chad. Uh, Ch- Chad had been listening in the last episode where I had been trying to talk Justin into going to this game because we, we were teachers and we had, we had MEA off. Good old MEA. Um, I, I had forgotten that I had a, I had kind of a early evening church commitment that I had to go to. So I was not able to make it to the game and actually missed the start of this game, had to rush home and was able to watch most of it. But Chad had, Chad had uh, said that he had an extra ticket, and I, I just really appreciated that. That was that was something really nice to to reach out to just some guy that you listen to on a podcast and be like, "Hey, I got a ticket. You want to go to the game?" I thought that was pretty cool. So, thank you, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. So the last results we had against Philadelphia, uh, we had a loss in 2019, we had a five-one loss in 2018, and we had a draw in 2017. So it's been a while since we played them. 
And yeah, and th- this I think because we finally beat LA Galaxy this year. Yeah. I think Philadelphia Union was the other team that we never ever beat. So we maybe now have beaten each MLS team at least once. Awesome. I don't, I don't remember. I I thought it was just two. I thought it was just LA Galaxy and Philadelphia Union. I believe it was two as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have to check. But yes, we uh, we finally got the win. In goal was uh, Tyler Miller, Chase Gasper, Bakaida Basi, Michael Boxall, and Roman Matanau, uh in defense. Uh, midfield was Hassani Dodson and Will Trapp. Attacking midfield was Franco Fragapane, Reynoso and Finlay. And up front was Adrian Anu. And we had four subs. The 61st minute, 61st minute, uh, Lod came on for Finlay. 74th minute, Ozzy came on for Anu. And 87th minute, Adi and Rosales came on for Reynoso and Fragapane. We actually had four subs. Yeah, was, four uh, subs. It was a fun game. It was a really fun game. It would have been a great game to see live. I know it was kind of a rainy, cold night for the people that were there. It was by far the emptiest I've ever seen Allianz. And I mean, it was the first. Yeah. So, James, I know you don't live here, but Tuesday in Minnesota was gorgeous. Tuesday in Minnesota was was absolutely gorgeous. And we've actually... I think this is true for you guys, too. We have been having an uncharacteristically warm fall. Same. It has been gorgeous. The weather has been good. I've been wearing shorts a lot. I've been wearing flip-flops a lot. It's been that just perfect. It never gets too cold, never gets too hot. Just perfect, like, sit on outside, sip on a beer kind of weather. And that all changed on Wednesday. It was cold and rainy. Yep, we've uh, we've had a uh, we've had a few we've had like a week or two of it being uh, kind of terrible weather. So the wedding was really good, and since the wedding, it's kind of gone downhill. If I'm honest, but, but yeah, uh, that, that was the most empty I've seen Alliance in a while. Well, since the pandemic, or well, since the lockdown, since not being allowed to go to games. Yeah, but um, the people that were there had a good time because. A 3-2 game, some drama, but a red lot card. of excitement. A red card. Good stuff. Yeah. So let's go through some stats, shall we? Uh, possession, Philadelphia beat us, which is not unusual. Uh, they had 58%. We had 42%. Shots, they had 18, of which six were on target, and we had 12, of which four were on target. So we both had 33% of our shots on target. Their expected goals was 2.2, and our expected goals was 1.7. So we were... Batting above our average, which was uh, which was very nice. It took a while to get going, this game. Which is good, because I was at church. <laughs> yep. Uh, 41st minute is when uh, the deadlock finally gets broken. Yeah. Adrian Anu scores a beautiful goal at the near post off a Franco Fragapane assist. Philly turns it over. Ray finds Franco. Franco whips it in. Anu scores a beautiful goal and uh we're one nil ahead which lasted a total of four minutes yep yep because philadelphia did get theirs they had a 45th minute goal to equalize and they had a 54th minute goal to make it a 2-1 game in their favor 
it was feeling like, here we go again. As a Minnesota United fan, I'm sure a lot of you can kind of relate to it seems like when our team is all of a sudden switching to needing a goal, that that's <laughs> not how our game plan works. Our game plan is is uh, much better at frustrating everyone on defense and then scoring a goal in the process, not not focusing our energies on actually getting a goal. But tonight it worked out for us. So 63rd minute, only two minutes into his shift. So he had come on. He had come on in the 61st minute. But Robin Lud, the super sub, he scores to make it 2-2. Ray had a beautiful assist. That that was uh, that was the, the heel play kick of the game. was yeah. sumptuous. Yeah. So so Ray, if you if you're listening to the podcast but didn't watch the game, which it sounds like Bally Sports North really screwed up on anyone that was trying to stream the game. Um I shouldn't say it sounds like because I was trying to stream the game and Bally Sports definitely screwed up with it. I had to use one of James's dodgy websites and listen to the Score North guys for the audio. You're welcome. But if you didn't see it, you got to watch. <laughs> Go to YouTube. Watch the highlights. It's, y- uh, yeah. it's seven minutes of your life that are worth it. Go yeah. It. Emmanuel Reynoso making some magic and Robin Lud finishing. It's now a 2-2 game. And then uh, only four minutes later, Franco Fragapane heads in a rebound to put the good guys ahead. Uh, 3-2. And, like, again, so I'm I'm listening to the audio on Score North, and I I know that our attendance was a little low on Wednesday night. But hats off to the people that were there because that crowd went nuts. That was a loud roar in Allianz Field with Franco Fragapane scoring that goal. Yeah, he uh, he had quite a game. He picked up uh, his fifth goal and his ninth assist. He scored in two straight games and has a goal or assist in six of the last seven. And let me double check. Um, no, he didn't get an assist here. So at that point, it was six of the last seven. It's now six of the last eight. But well, yeah, Franco is uh, on fire. Well, he scored off of a rebound. Was it off of a Reynoso or a Hunu rebound? I'm trying to remember. It was uh, a new. It was yeah, a new. It was a new. So Hanu, uh very much a part of that play as well. Yeah. It's and, good to uh, get our offense going. It's good to get, right? Robin Lud, Emmanuel Reynoso, Franco Fragapane, and Adrian Hanu. It's good to get them all firing. Yeah, and uh, someone who was uh, firing a little <laughs> bit too much, shall we say, was uh, Roman Matinere in the 77th minute. You're about these like cheesy transitions today. <laughs> oh, I'm always about these cheesy transitions. That's my jam. Basically, uh, Reynoso is in the box. Uh, in their box and uh, kind of pulls it back out to go onto the wing, like near the corner flag, has a trailing arm, hits the guy in the face, defender goes down, referee blows the whistle. Roman Metinez just got past the ball uh, and uh, Kai Wagner has a little niggle at him. He throws the ball into Wagner, uh, throws it into his, basically threw it into his shoulder and it like hit the side of his neck. 
And uh, Kai Wagner throws himself to the ground, hands clutching his face, rolling all over the ground, uh, even in, even though the ball clearly did not hit his face. Uh, Metinier is given a red card. Um, and uh, Kai Wagner also got a yellow card for simulation as well. Oh, I, I missed um, that part. Yeah. Uh, so at least, uh, yeah, at least that worked well. Yeah, but I, yeah, that that's a little bit of justice. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really bad. Like it was really just over the top. It was genuinely terrible to look at. I I am like the classic. Don't do something stupid that's going to hurt your team. Like control yourself. Don't do anything stupid. I don't know. Like when when people but, are being kind of pesty and annoying, and <laughs> they just kind of get what they deserve. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I forget. We've had players do that before. I, I forget. I think someone did that in the maybe the MLS is back or something. I, I forget. But but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you can't throw the ball at people's face. Nope. That's why you get a red card. Um, yep. but then you get a yellow card if you try to overly milk it, uh, <laughs> which is exactly what happened here. So yeah, I mean, uh, Metinier missed uh, missed the LAFC game. And from all of accounts, Phillies players spent too much time rolling on the ground anyway. So, well, I, I don't have a fun little pun for this, but let's move right into the LAFC game uh, because right we're we're already over forty minutes, so we gotta we gotta get this show on the road. But as we all know, that was a one-one draw against LAFC, an LAFC team that right now is on the outside looking in when it comes to the standings and trying to make the playoffs. Previously this season, we had a wild 2-2 draw on July 28th. That was where Hassani Dotson just scored a complete banger in the fifth minute of stoppage time so that Bang we were able money. to secure that draw. But our, yeah. li- but our lineup was pretty similar to the lineup we rolled out against Philadelphia. A little bit different in that, of course, Ramon Metinair is now suspended from the red card. So Dotson dropped back and played and played right back. Ozzy replaced Dotson alongside Trap in the midfield. And then it was actually Lud starting. It was actually Lud. Yeah, starting over Finlay on the right wing. Other than that, it was a pretty similar lineup. And in as far as subs go, just one sub this time. So down from four in the 77th minute, it was Finlay on for Hanu. Yeah, and we, uh, we definitely won the stats here. Uh, we had 71% possession. Uh, LAFC had 29. We had 18 shots of which seven were on target, and they had six shots of which four were on target. They had an expected goals of 0.6, and we had 2.1. So, unfortunately, we batted uh, under average. But, uh, yeah, watching these uh, watching these uh, highlights back, uh, we definitely dominated this game, and I think uh, we should have definitely gotten three points out of it. The game itself, our old friend, Raheem Edwards, was starting at left wing back for LAFC. So, uh, yeah, that was exciting. Justin's favorite player. 
yeah, it was uh, it was good to see Raheem out and playing, and uh, yeah, he got a few touches early, which is uh, which is always nice. Um, you always want to see you know the people who played for you uh, doing well, just not against you. Obviously. Just not against you. Not against you. Uh, they have Especially some scoring since though. he he's one where if he would have made like a game deciding play that uh, went in the favor of LAFC. Our fan base would not have let us hear the end of it. Um, no, <laughs> no, they would not. So but, thankfully, we didn't have to deal with that. Thirty-second <laughs> um, minute, Christian Arango scores from a free kick that uh, just goes right through Tyler Miller's legs. Kind of a fluke. He's been having such a great season. I it guess it was the seventh game in a row or something he'd scored in or something ridiculous. There was some crazy stat uh, that came out of that. I Might guess it's one of those things that. where, right, like anytime you take a shot on goal, right, when you calculate expected goals, like every shot on goal gets like a point something, like maybe a point one if that shot had a very low probability of scoring a goal. That probably was like a point one. Maybe a point two. Tyler Miller really should have had it. Tyler Miller has been playing great all season long, and he let one in. That happens, right? Even the greats make mistakes. You know what the crazy stat is, by the way? Uh, that was Arango's sixth goal in three games. I hope he's on someone's fantasy team. Yeah, he scored uh, all three against Dallas earlier in that week, and then he also put uh, two past San Jose the week before. So, uh, yeah, man is uh, man is on fire right now. But yeah, Speaking of uh, fantasy, I, I, I noticed that none of us made the playoffs in the Dummy Run Fantasy League. And I, the reason I didn't make it is because I couldn't get the stupid app to work. Like every time... I Yeah, also the same. It, it was I like... Not worth it because you you would have to log in every single time you wanted to play, and I was just not way way too much effort, <laughs> way too much effort. So sorry to our friends in the dummy run, and sorry to our friends that played in that league. I feel bad. I feel bad about that. You never want to abandon. No, normally, if you abandon like a fantasy soccer league, it's not a big deal because it's not head to head, so it doesn't hurt anyone. But this one was head to head, so I, I hope yeah. that we didn't really screw up anything for anyone in that league. I because I definitely started strong and then just completely fell off the the radar. Yeah, but um, and I think all three of us it was a stupid login for MLS. Yeah, and speaking of three, this is a weird segue. Uh, there was a really really brutal collision uh, in the. In stoppage time of the first half, by the way, between uh, Aussie Kim Moon Juan from LAFC and the ref Robert Sibiga, S- Sibiga. Uh, Aussie uh, goes for the ball, and uh, LAFC, uh, yeah, Kim just runs straight into the ref. They have uh, who was standing basically right where the ball went. They have a head clash. And then uh, Ozzy's sliding in, and uh, Kim's boot catches him in the face. 
So uh, all three players go down clutching their head. It was, uh, yeah, the refs, the refs just trying to get out of the way from this ball that just bounced near him. And then, uh, yeah, he ends up uh, head clashing and Ozzy gets kicked in the face. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an ugly collision. Um, Hope they're all okay. Ozzy yep. looked okay. He had a great goal. Yeah. He, uh, 65th minute. Reynoso comes in with a free kick, uh, whips one in. Uh, there's a rebound. Uh, the keeper just kind of pushes it away rather than kind of grab it or, or push it over the bar or anything. And uh, Ozzy uh, slams it in the top of the net, and we're back at one all. Yeah. That that was yeah. exciting. That was exciting. I, I know it's disappointing that we only got a 1-1 draw. Right? And I, I'll, I'll say it again. Like, now our final three games, two of them are on the road. Historically, MLS teams do worse on the road. Would have been great to get all three points here. We would have been in. We would be in fourth place right now if we would have yeah, gotten all three. Points. Genuinely, we'd be in fourth place. And, yeah, and like so, better. that stings. But this wasn't a bad game. This wasn't a bad game. We did look like the better team. Only came away with a point. It was the classic, like just not taking advantage of the chances. We've been saying this all season long. The chances are made. The chances are there. We don't convert. I don't. Yeah, and uh, and Gaspar also picked up a yellow card. So uh, he will miss the Vancouver game on Wednesday due to accumulation. And uh, right at the end, it got a little, got a little spicy. Got a little spicy right at the end. It was... Uh, Ozzy was talking to the referee and... Uh, Bob Bradley, Bob Bradley uh, pushed him away, and then Ozzy uh, Ozzy had some words. Not quite sure uh, what they were. Need uh, need John Boy Media. I don't know if you know John Boy Media. He does like uh, kind of a lot of baseball videos, but he's very good at like lip reading things. We need to get uh, John Boy to have a look at it. Shout out to John Boy Media. But uh, right, right to him. You, yeah, you we'll, get on that, James. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ozzy was, uh, severely not happy with, uh, Bob Bradley right at the end there. But yeah, one old draw and the table, the table. So we are 45 points and in sixth place. And there are three games remaining. The top three, we don't need to worry about, uh, because, Seattle, Sporting Kansas City, and Colorado are streaks ahead of everyone else. Um, but fourth is Portland with 46 points. Fifth is LA Galaxy, also with 46 points. Seventh is Vancouver with 44 points. Eighth is RSL with 42 points, and they have a game in hand. So they could uh, they could actually uh, take our spot. And they, they they're ahead of us in goal differential. So if they were to win that game in hand, they would jump us in the standings. Yep. And LAFC are ninth with 41 points. And then below that is San Jose with 37 points, who mm, realistically don't really have a chance. They're a very outside shot. Um. But it must be said that LA Galaxy 
even though they're one point ahead of us, have the same goal difference. And Portland, who are that one point, have a worse goal difference than us. But then again, they have more wins. I think that's why they're above LA Galaxy. Okay. So it's uh, if you told me if you told me three weeks ago we'd have a spot at fourth, I would have been telling you it's crazy talk. But uh, we have only uh, we have only three games left. We have Wednesday, the twenty seventh of October, at number seven Vancouver. Do we know where that game is? We're we're back in Vancouver, right? Yeah, it's BC Place. The the only game we have at home, unless we make fourth, is SKC. We have SKC. That's our second game. Halloween, October thirty first, against the second ranked Sporting Kansas City. Yep, and then next week is Decision Day, the seventh of November, at number five LA Galaxy, which is going to be a huge game absolutely huge all three of these are huge yeah um so yes i did note that portland have san jose real salt lake and austin well that that, that's nice because that means at least one of our rivals in the portland real salt lake game at least one of those people has to drop points at at least one it's also, it's actually quite hilarious. So the top three are separated by three points and Sporting Kansas City has a game in hand so they can draw equal with Seattle. Uh, and the bottom three are separated by two points of which Houston Dynamo ha- has played an extra game over Dallas and Austin. So Austin could still not finish last. Good for them. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think that's about it. We're pretty happy. We found out how much people make. We got four points. <laughs> there was a WWE move in the MLS. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. An entertaining two games. Three games left. There will for sure be two more regular season episodes of Pod on You Loons because we'll do, <laughs> we'll do one recap covering Vancouver and Sporting Kansas City and then another recap covering LA Galaxy. Hopefully... Hopefully, leading the into, of, yeah. Hopefully, the review of LA Galaxy is also previewing another game. Hopefully, knock that, on wood, whatever, whatever good luck techniques we need to do. That'll be the good segue. We'll segue into uh, the playoffs. It's going to be very interesting to see where this uh, shakes out. Well, Sporting Kansas City, Seattle, and Colorado. Two of them have locked up a home and one of them has locked up a bye. So there's only there's one home game remaining. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. All right, everyone. Until next time. Peace out and pot on you loons. Peace out. Pot on you loons. Peace. See ya. That was my attempt at Justin's. See ya. All right. Bye. Nailed it. <laughs>